of his presence, that he's in us, that he's with us, that he's all around us. And so just really simply put this one, he's here. And that's all that matters. And I was just, I was just thinking during worship, man, it's just like, this, this is so fun, isn't it? Just to come together as a family and just be aware of his presence together. And just worship him together. Where two or three are gathered, man, he's here. Things happen where two or three gather that can't happen anywhere else. So go ahead and get excited this morning. Go ahead and raise the level of your anticipation this morning. I just feel like, man, something powerful is going to take place this morning in our lives. Man, go ahead and just put your hands out in front of you. Just say, just say, Jesus, we're ready. Jesus, we're ready. We're excited. We're excited about you. We're excited about your presence. We're excited about what you're going to say to us this morning. About what you're going to do in our life. And God, we just go ahead and give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise for what's happening and what's going to happen. And we just raise the level of our anticipation. We anticipate breakthrough this morning. We anticipate your power this morning, God. We anticipate the impossible this morning. Bending the knee at the name of Jesus. I just felt, I just felt the Lord say, you didn't show up for nothing this morning. Just get ready. Get ready. Man, my heart's burning right now. It's like burning. Yeah. Man, this, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. So if... If you have an offering, we'll give your tithes and offerings. You're welcome to do that at any point this morning after the service. Or right now, come put it in the basket. Go to, our, go to the website, risebirmingham.com. You can give there. And so uh, that's our offering. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Hey, can we just thank Eddie for leading us this morning? Man, hallelujah. Are you happy this morning? Are you ready? Did everybody have a Merry Christmas? Yes. Some of you did, some of you didn't. Hey, it ain't over yet. Hey, listen, I, I uh, man, we had such an amazing, uh, it was really just an amazing Christmas week. And, uh, but it, I, I have to share this this morning before I, I share what God's put in my heart. I, uh. So every Christmas Eve, we always have a family get-together on mine and Jeremy and Carly's side. Our, you know them as Pops and Kemma. 
And all the cousins, we all get together. We go to Pops and Cam's house. And it's just the cousins open presents. And like Kama cooks like amazing food all day long. It's just like, it's such a fun celebration. But, but I, this year is going to be really memorable for me. I have to tell you what happened. So Pops and Kama gives each family, you know, three families, gives each uh, family a box, right? And we unwrap it. And in the box, there's different letters, okay? And so the idea is for us to all put our letters together and it makes one word, right? You know what I'm saying? And so we're looking at our different letters. There's like, oh, I got an O, I got a Y, I got a D, I got an L. And so we put all the letters together and it spells Dollywood. And so we realize the spring break, Pops and Cameron taking the family to Dollywood. So all the kids are like jumping up and down. We're like, we're going to Tennessee, we're going to Dollywood. And the whole time we're trying to put these letters together, I notice that Kama is missing. I'm like, why is she not in here, like a, a part of this? And all of a sudden, as soon as we figured out Dollywood, Kama comes walking in with this blonde wig. And she begins to impersonate Dolly Parton. And I'm telling you, it's spot on. And she's like inviting the whole family to come to her theme park. And the kids are like laughing. And y'all, I'm sitting there, I'm going, this is so epic. We're like videoing, and I'm thinking, listen, this is going to sound funny to you. I feel, I was telling Jeremy, I felt so loved and so full of joy as my mom was doing this. I began to feel real tears in my eyes. It was the craziest thing ever, man. And it was just, it was epic, man. If you want to see the video, find one of us after church. We'll show it to you really quick. But, you know, when, when I was just thinking about that, I was like, why am I feeling this way? You know, when you're in love with Jesus, you can encounter him in anything, yeah. anywhere, at any time. Yeah. You can encounter Jesus when somebody's, in, in, like, pretending like they're Dolly Parton. You know what I'm saying? He's in everything, man. And then, of course, yesterday we had, the, you know, our family Christmas, Caroline and I and the boys. And it was just, it was an amazing time. And I, I feel like, I, I was just kind of praying into this morning, and I kind of had this thought, we'll just kind of move past Christmas and head on to the new year. And, and I, I just, I kept trying, and I just couldn't. Like, I, I, I couldn't, like, I just felt like the Holy Spirit said, don't, don't move too quickly past the birth of Jesus. That's just what I kept coming back to. So if it's okay with you, I'm just, I'm going to try to get through it. I'm going to take the next few minutes and talk about the significance of Jesus' birth. And I, th- you, you have to see this. I mean, we're just a day past Christmas. But you, you have to see this, man. Like, th- everything hinges upon the birth of Jesus Christ. Every, our history, our present, and our future all come back to the birth of Jesus. Everything. Well, I don't know if we realize how important it is how powerful it is, how significant it is. And, and you know, the, the reality is, is that every day is Christmas because Christmas is not something, it's someone, and his name is Jesus. If you're sad that Christmas is over, don't be sad, it's really not. It's every day of your life. We will spend the rest of our life celebrating, embracing, and encountering, man, this man named Jesus growing in our relationship with him and the fact that he came unto us, a child was given. 
unto us. I, a couple weeks ago, Melanie shared this word. It was such a powerful message. She talked about Emmanuel, God with us, and Jesus wrapping on flesh and blood. And one of the things that she said was that Jesus didn't just come so that we can know him. He came so that he can know us. He came so that he could experience what we experience in life. He came so he could be faced with what we're faced with, tempted with what we're tempted with in relationship with the Father and by the power of the Holy Spirit so that you, we could look at his life and realize, man, that this is the picture of the normal Christian life. This is who we get to model our life after because we have the same Father that he has. We have the same Spirit that rested upon him, lives in and rests upon us. Oh, my gosh. And so we literally, man, get, we, we get to model our life after his. And that's why he came to experience what we experience so that we can experience what he experienced, this normal Christian life, fully God but fully man. He was born unto us. He lived a perfect life. Every, he lived perfectly so that when we receive him, we receive perfection. Then he went to the cross and was crucified. Like, like he, so that his victory could become our victory. When he shed his blood, it won the victory over every sin and every mistake in your life. Every day that you wake up, you are blood washed and blood bought. Brand spanking new. Isn't that amazing? I don't know who needs to hear this this morning, but the blood of Jesus is enough. I hope you didn't come for hot cocoa and Christmas cookies this morning. You ain't what you're getting. I came to bring a word. I'm here to tell you this morning that the blood of Jesus Christ is enough. And if you're dwelling on something of the past or dealing with guilt and shame, I got amazing news, man. Today, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I just confess I messed up, whatever it is. Three minutes ago, three days ago, three years ago, I messed up. And I agree that your blood is enough. I can't add to it. And right now, I ask you for, I thank you for, and receive your forgiveness. And then, boom, a fresh baptism of the blood of Jesus. Whoa, man. And then something begins to happen in your heart. You begin to experience freedom. And there's no looking back. There's only looking forward. And then three days later, he was resurrected. So that what he paid for us to have is not just something that we know. It's something we get to step into and experience. The resurrection of Jesus solidified what he paid for us to have on the cross. Are you happy this morning? Resurrection, man. You get to be fully alive today. You get to be forgiven today. You get to be healed today inside and out. This is Christmas. This is Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> His, it all began with his birth, though. Everything hinges upon that, the fact that he came and, and took on flesh and blood. His birth was so significant, so dramatic, and so powerful that it affected our world forever. Forever. You think about this in the book of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. It says, in the beginning is the word. And the word is referring to is Jesus. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And through him all things were made. Nothing was made that wasn't made through him. And in him is life. And his life is the light of all mankind. And that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Woo! 
In him, his life, that light is life. Right, right. So, so life, when Jesus was born, life was released. Light was released. And the darkness didn't know what to do other than get out of its way. Where there is light, there can be no darkness. Think of it like this. The day that Jesus was born, or we could, th- let's go even further. Before Jesus' birth, it was dark. There was no life. It was death. It was dark. Every person on the earth, the whole earth. Then when Jesus was born, the light and the life that all mankind had been waiting for was released. This is the significance of his birth. It was dead, but now he was born. Now there's life. It was darkness. Now there's light. It was wrong, but now it's right. It was upside down, but now it's right side up. This is the significance of his birth. It changed everything. And look, man, th- this, this, is, this is what's so significant, man, it, it is the result of Jesus' birth is that you and I get to be born again. Yeah. And we get to experience the life that God always dreamed for us to have now. Yeah. It all began with the birth. Yeah. Not, not just later on, you and I get to have abundant life, John 10, 10 says, right here and right now. Yeah. Not just when we get to heaven. You understand, look, I know I'm preaching to the choir. We're not trying to get somewhere. God already got us. We're not getting somewhere. Jesus got inside of us so that everywhere we go, we could be fully alive. The goal in this Christian life is not to get to heaven. That's the destiny. The goal is not to make it to heaven. God's goal is to send Jesus to this earth and be crucified and resurrected so that heaven could get inside of us. So that everywhere we go, we experience the kingdom at hand and we get to partner with him to release the light and the life that everybody on this planet is longing for. Woo! This is the significance of his birth. Everything hinges upon his birth. I, it was two years ago, Caroline was pregnant with Blaze. And, and we, you know, every year we, we decorate for Christmas early. Because that's just how we roll at the Springer's house. And we just, even before Christmas, we start putting, I'm sorry, before Thanksgiving, we start putting Christmas stuff out. And this year we decided we're going to go even earlier because Blaze, you know, he was born November 25th. I mean, we're just going to start at the beginning of November. We found a Christmas tree farm that was open. We go into the field. It's so funny to think about. You go into a field and cut down a tree that was living. You bring it into your house and you try to keep it alive. And it never works out, for us at least. <laughs> Pine needles. I spend the entire Christmas season vacuuming our living room every day because I'm such a neat person. I like things to be neat. So I'm just... And it's awesome because the birth of Jesus is worth it. Do you understand that, that his birth is unlike any other? If there's anybody's birth worth celebrating, it's the birth of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So this, we're, we're, we got the tree. We're putting lights. We got cocoa on the stove. We're blaring Christmas music. We put the wreath up. And, and, I, and I have a moment where I sit down on the couch. Jets running around, you know, blazes in Caroline's tummy. And I'm just, this is amazing. But I have a moment where I sit, I sit down. And I say, Holy Spirit, is, is all this okay? Because I want to make sure I'm leading my family. I want the main thing to be the main thing, and it's Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's all of this stuff. Is it okay? And he speaks to me. He goes, Wes, yeah. He said, of course it's okay. He said, you're celebrating the birth of the Son of God. And then he asked me a question. He goes, Wes, when you and Caroline... And your friends and family celebrate Jesus's or, or Jethro's birth and, and Blaze's birth. Do you go all out for him? Yeah, come on. And I started thinking about that. 
And I said, man, we really do. And and as a matter of fact, right now, Jethro's birthday is not until April of this upcoming year. And we already have the theme picked out. There's stuff in our Amazon cart ready to click purchase for the theme. We do balloons. We do a banner. We do a cake. We invite friends and family. They bring presents. And the Holy Spirit said, okay, how much more worth it and worthy is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. He goes, Wes, a a tree and some lights? I wouldn't expect anything less from you. You're in love with him. And I stood up off the couch, and I had tears in my eyes, and I had this thought, we need more lights. I promise. I stood up, and I go, go, we don't have enough lights because his birth is unlike any other birth. It's so significant. And I actually went to Caroline and said, how are we doing on lights? Do we need to make a target run? I promise, as sure as I am standing here. Everything, man, hinges upon the fact that he came and wrapped on flesh and blood. He left his throne to be with us. You know, there there are many lives, man, countless lives that celebrate. We celebrate like like many different holidays and many different lives that have done significant things. And it's all amazing. Everybody's worth it. But there's one life that stands above the rest, and it's the life of Jesus Christ. And if you and I were to look on like a timeline of all of human existence, we we would see significant, amazing things. And, And actually, it was two weeks ago I had a dream. Now, I don't dream a whole lot. When I do dream, I know the difference between this is a God dream and this is just a dream dream. And I had a God dream. Because I woke up in tears. And in this dream, I saw a timeline of the human existence. I don't know if it's because I've been thinking about it or whatever. But I had, and it was so, I can remember it so clearly. And it was like the beginning of the timeline and then there was the kingdom of God. And it was like this one long string. And and this, it was like this brown building over here that, that represented for some reason the beginning of time. And then this long string that went to the kingdom that actually knows no end. It'll never end. And all I saw in this dream were big white letters. The letters were white. And it was J-E-S-U-S. It was this big word, Jesus, from beginning, and it knew no end. And I woke up, and I knew, man, that that he's everything. He's the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. Does anything else really matter in all of human existence? The only thing that's going to be left standing is the kingdom of God. That's it. And I just remember thinking of that dream. And if you look across this timeline, man, you'll see significant things. But there will be one mark that shines brighter than any other mark. And it will be the day that Jesus was born. Because the day that he was born, light and life was released to all mankind. Everything changed the day that he was born. Even our history, man, is contingent upon it. It's B.C., before Christ. This is how we talk about history. Everything before the birth of Christ and everything after the year of our Lord, A.D., right? If you think about it, man, our our whole world, like the care for the orphan and the widow and care for the sick and the mentally ill, man, was spread worldwide because of the teachings and the life of Jesus Christ. Anytime you see a good deed, it will trace all the way back to the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Women now have rights that they were always supposed to have because of the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. Women are beginning to have a place in this church. They always have in this church and always will. 
from the beginning. But women throughout the church are beginning to have a place and a voice because people are realizing they're not just equal to the man. They offer something that no other man can ever offer. They represent a part of the Father's heart, man, that this world needs. Chris Valentine says this, that Jesus Christ was the original women's liberation movement. Look, I'm telling you, man, the life and the, of, and the way that his teachings, man, of Jesus Christ affected our globe forever. And even beyond, like, just the, the natural for us as people, not only affected us, man, the, the day that he was born, man, the earth cried out. There was a star that appeared in the sky that astrologers had been studying the sky forever and they saw this new star. And the significance of it was that it pointed to Jesus Christ. And they stopped everything they were doing and went on a two-year journey to study and follow the star. And it landed upon this little two-year-old boy named Jesus. And they gave him these costly gifts and worshipped him because they had been waiting for him too. Even the, 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 the skies cried out the day he was born. Do you understand that the earth that we live on recognizes the presence of God? In Luke 19.40, man, the Pharisees went to Jesus and said, Rebuke your disciples for preaching in your name. And Jesus told the Pharisees, man, if they're quiet and they start preaching, the rocks will start crying out. The rocks will start praising the name of Jesus. I don't know about you, but I don't want a rock to take my spot. They'll start screaming out. There's one in Luke 19, 40, another version that says they'll burst out in cheers because of Jesus Christ. Everything hinges upon that light and life of all mankind. I, I want to take it even further this morning just for a moment. I feel like every Christmas season, the, the, the Holy Spirit highlights something new to me or just... Maybe it's not necessarily new, but it's fresh with the Christmas story. And I feel like one of the things, besides just the significance of Jesus' birth, I feel like the Holy Spirit was highlighting the significance of the way that Jesus was born. The way that he entered in. And I, I feel like this, for especially this Christmas season, I've been so reminded, man, through the way that Jesus was born, through the Virgin Mary, that God is the God of the impossible. I have been so stirred this Christmas season to anticipate breakthrough. And here's what's so cool about it. I've been seeing it happen in my life and through my life. I've been seeing, you know, when you become aware of something and you begin to lean into it, you begin, you begin to see it because the impossibilities, that's who the, that's who the Father is. He's a God of the impossible. He's a God of breakthrough. He's a God of power. He demonstrated who he is from the very beginning, the way that Christianity was even birthed. An angel comes to Mary and says, you're going to give birth to a child and name him Jesus. And Mary goes, how? And the angel goes, man, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. You're going to become pregnant. Right? And, and then you get down into Luke chapter 1, verses 37 to 39, and the angel of the Lord tells Mary, for nothing is impossible with God. And Mary goes, okay, I agree, be it unto me. You, you know, it's one thing to know that nothing is impossible with God. It's another thing to actually agree with it. Mary agreed with it, and <laughs> Holy Spirit came, boom, pregnant. Oh, my gosh. The, the way that Jesus was birthed 
reveals the nature of who God is. He is a God of the impossible. This is who he is, and because that's who he is, and we're in relationship with him, that's what we get to experience. Jesus carried this out even further. He continued to reveal the nature of who his father is. Every storm he was in, he calmed. Every sickness he was faced with, man, people were healed. Every demon that got in front of him, because where there is light, there can be no darkness. He's the light of all mankind. Every demon he was faced with left because he was right there. Are you with me? That same Jesus now lives inside of you and I. And we now have the same father that he has. Because this is who God is. This is what we get to experience. It is God's heart. It is his will for the impossible to become possible. For the miraculous to become normal. We can't just sing about it and talk about it. We get to agree with it and step into it. Because this is the nature of who God is. You know, it's a miracle to us, but to, for God, it's, it's just normal. We see a miracle, and we go, oh, my gosh, and God goes, this is just another day. This is who I am. We, we got to get to that place right there where daily we live with this conscious, continuous awareness, man, that the God of the impossible, man, lives in me. The God of breakthrough, the God of power, the supernatural gets to become natural. This is God's heart for you and I as his sons and daughters. And Jesus demonstrated it beautifully. And it all began with the way that he was born. Listen to these scriptures. I, I just want to start stirring up your faith just a little bit. Matthew 19, 26. It says, for with man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. Luke 1, for nothing is impossible with God. Jeremiah 32, 27. I'm the Lord God of every person on this earth. Nothing is too hard for me. First Corinthians 4, 20. Man, the kingdom of God is not just a matter of talk. It's of power. Hebrews 2, 4. It says God testified to the message of salvation that Jesus brought through signs, wonders, and miracles. Oh, Mark 16, 20, it says the disciples went and preached everywhere. I mean, God went with them and worked with them, confirming their words with signs, wonders, and miracles. Romans 15, 19, Paul says, In mighty signs and wonders through the power of the Holy Spirit, I fully proclaim the gospel. Which tells us, man, that what comes with the proclaim of the gospel is signs, wonders, and miracles. Because that's who the Father is. There's nothing that's not supernatural about God. Where you see the impossible, you see God. It's actually his hallmark. The impossibility, that's his hallmark. I don't know like what you came here with this morning, but I, I see impossibilities bending the knee at the name of Jesus. I'm about to share some, a couple of testimonies. I've seen them this past month. Bend the knee at the name of Jesus. I've seen breakthrough take place because this is not something we can just know. This is something that we come to agree with. Be it unto me, God. I'm yours. Use me. I'm pregnant with Jesus just like Mary is. Use me. Release through me everywhere I go. This is the normal Christian life. I, what? 28. Hey, let me share. I, I just want to share just a few testimonies just to, to stir up our faith. A little bit more, and then I, I want I want us I want to see impossibilities take place this morning. 
I, I want, if anybody is here and you have any pain or any sickness in your body this morning, it leaves in the name of Jesus Christ. He's already paid for it. It's who the Father is. He can't help himself. It's the way that Christianity was birthed. If you, I don't know what it is you have going on, a, a burden, a situation, a circumstance, but this morning I see us putting it all before the Father and things beginning to shift, things beginning to be reversed. Man, I, I, can I share just a, a quick testimony of something that happened earlier this year? It's a highlight. In April, we, we're, we're going out in street ministry and we're knocking on doors and we're delivering food and we knock on this door. And this precious woman who is pregnant invites us into her home. Some of you already heard this testimony. And we realized that her, her stomach is in a lot of pain. It's not because of the baby. And, and we also, uh, she also tells us that she's not sure if she even wants to keep the baby. So we begin to pray for her. All her pain leaves her body. And then we begin to tell her that God has such an amazing plan for her and this baby that's in her womb. And that God's got plans and a destiny on this baby's life. And, and before we left, she had come to the conclusion, I'm going to reconsider giving up my baby. Two months later, we go back and Nedra and the pastoral care team has put together a baby basket full of diapers and clothes. We take it back. She invites us in and she goes, I've decided to keep the baby. This time we share the full gospel with her. She gives her life to Jesus. We give her a Spanish Bible and Carmen Reyes is there and she begins to explain to her how to read the scriptures. Three months later, we go back, and she's got the baby, and Yvonne Rudolph is holding the baby in her arms, and she begins to dedicate the baby to the Lord. And the woman, the mom goes, our house is so full of peace these days, and I know that Jesus lives inside of me. And we get to pray for her husband and her other kids. Oh! Listen, why, why, why did that take place? This is who the Father is. He's a God of action. He's a God of power. He's in the life-changing business. He demonstrated that from the very beginning through the way that Jesus was born, through the Virgin Mary. And then Jesus continued it to reveal to us what the normal Christian life is supposed to look like. Because he came so, so that we wouldn't just know him. He came so he could know us. Let, let me, let this... Let me share this one, man. Can I share a quick testimony about the Thanksgiving outreach? I've, I've been getting testimonies. Come in, Caroline and I and the boys, we go to this first family's home, and she invites us in, and it's a son, and, a, and she's got a son and a daughter. The sons, they're both uh, getting ready to go to college, or the boy's getting ready to go to the college. The girl, I think, is a little older, and he's going to play football. And I'm like, dude, I'm a basketball player. So we just connect. And I just begin, man, God's got amazing things for you on and off the field. And you're going to be a leader. And then this other girl, before we pray, she opens up and says, I have issues in my body. And just to honor her, I won't tell you what they are. But they, they, it's not the same thing that Caroline went through, but it connected. So this girl wanted to be pregnant one day. And, and right now she couldn't be. And so Caroline began to share her testimony with her and began to prophesy over her. And this girl burst into tears. And we got through praying. We just began to declare healing over her body. And we got through, we got through praying. And they said, right before y'all got here, we were all sitting at the kitchen table. And we were talking about what our next step was with this issue. And we heard a knock on the door. 
you, you, you know that Jeremy and Nedra and his family, they went to deliver, and the home they went to deliver wasn't there, but the next door neighbor stuck their head out the door and says, hey, they're gone or whatever, and they walked over there to her house and prayed for her. She opened up, man, began to cry and got ministered to because this whole life that you and I live is a setup from the Holy Spirit. And if we'll just walk with this awareness of the presence of God in the spirit and the fact, man, that we get to be a part of something so significant and it all began with the significance of his birth, our life will never be the same. Man, we just, the Christmas outreach last Sunday, Tate and I are walking this precious lady out to her car for all the, the gifts for her kids. And she's just already a mess because she's so thankful. But she had a bad car accident a few months ago. And she's getting ready to go have an MRI. And she's had pain in her head and neck. Um, for the past three months, I believe it was. And she's had a constant headache for three months. When she's awake, when she's asleep, the pain was always there. And Tate and I prayed for her. And all of a sudden, in that one moment, man, she said, I don't have a headache anymore. She said, this is the first time my head has not hurt in months. And she's crying and I'm crying. And I felt led to tell her, man, that we would love to be your church family. And she just felt so loved and so seen, man. This, the past street ministry, we're in Walmart, and I walk up to these two uh, girls, teenage girls, probably 18, 19 at the most 20, and she's in a motorized scooter. She had been shot back in August and had surgery and had a rod in her leg. And Lenice and I said, can we pray for you? And she said, of course. And so we begin to pray and, and tell her how much God loves her, man, and just begin to pray over her leg. And we got through praying. I said, how's it feel? And she goes, it'll be okay. And I knew right there in that moment, I said, I'm supposed to ask both of these girls if they know Jesus as their personal and Savior. Now, everybody look at me. It doesn't always ha- happen that way. It doesn't always have to happen that way. You, you can get healed. You can ask Jesus in your life. It doesn't matter which order it comes in. But in that moment, I specifically felt from the Holy Spirit, ask them if they know Jesus. And I asked them, and they both said, I don't know if we do or not, maybe. So I said, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being you get to go to heaven one day, but 0 being if something happened to you today, which I'm not saying it is because God has amazing plans for your life, but the Bible says we're not promised another moment. If something were to happen to you, 0 would be you spend an eternity apart from God. On a scale of 1 to 10, would you say 10, heaven, or 0 apart from Him? Each of them said about a 5 or a 6. And I said, I've got the greatest news in the whole world for you today. I, I said, would, would, you, would you like to know that you know that you know you can be a 10 when you leave this store today? And they both smiled. And they said, yes. Who wouldn't want that? That's right. That's right. Who wouldn't want that? I shared the gospel with them, man, really quick. The power of the blood of Jesus. Both of them right on the spot gave their life to Jesus Christ. It was amazing. And then I got to tell them, man, now, not only do you have a home in heaven one day, man, heaven lives inside of you, and now you run with him. God's not out to get you. He's here for you. He's not distant. He's close. He's not far. He's personal. He loves you, man. And then the Holy Spirit brought back up the leg. I said, now I want you to check your leg out. She stood up and began to bend her knee. And I said, where's the pain? And she says, it's all gone. And her friend begins to cry. I said, where's the rod? And she goes, I don't feel the rod anymore. She begins to pick her knee up. You can ask Lenise. Lenise, right? Right? What an amazing Lenise. Lenise saw the whole thing. She prayed with me. Look, Look at me. Why does this happen? Because we're special? No, because there's someone really special that lives inside of us. 
And through us, we get to see the impossible. Through us, we get to see power. Through us, we get to see breakthrough. Can we all just stand to our feet this morning? That was as abbreviated of a message as I can do. I had about 30 minutes this morning. I think I took 35. I, I, I really, I don't know what's going on, what you need, but, but I, here's what I want to do. I, I want to read a scripture over you, and I just want you to get in receive mode, okay? As I read this scripture, take a minute, and I want you to put whatever seems to be impossible that's going on in your life, and I want you to put it right before you. Maybe it's something you, you've stopped believing for it, you've stopped asking God for it, whatever it is. If it's a situation, a circumstance, a sickness, a prodigal son or a daughter, if it's a financial burden, if it's a, 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 a need a new job, whatever it is that you need, I want you to put it out before you right now before the Lord. I'm going to read the scripture, and, and I, want, I want us to see the shift take place. I want us to see this thing get reversed, be changed in our life. I believe that God not only can, I believe that he will this morning. The atmosphere is pregnant, man, with the blood of Jesus. It's pregnant with the power of God. He's here. We don't need an agenda. We don't need more revelation, even though that's available. We need him. We need him, and he's here. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, for the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with a child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel. Uh, the angel, since I'm a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be barren in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. God, we thank you right now. Right now. That you are the God of the impossible. You are the God of breakthrough. You are the God of power. And we thank you that you're right here in the room. And I just declare over every person in this room, in the name of Jesus, breakthrough. I declare over every person in, this name of, in the name of Jesus for impossibilities in your life to bend the knee at the name of Jesus. I declare healing over everybody and every loved one that you've been believing for in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we thank you that this is who you are. We praise you for who you are, and we're excited to do what you love to do because it's already been done. We thank you right now, Jesus. As Pops plays this song, just continue, man, just to bring it before the Father. Just let the Holy Spirit move in your life right now. We thank you, Jesus, right now.
Come on, come on. Just begin to worship him. Just begin to thank him for who he is. This is, this is about who he is. This is not about what he can do. This is about who he is. He is a God of miracles. He is a God of breakthrough. Come on, worship him. Come on. Come on. God, you're so good. God, we thank you. God, you're so good. You're a God of the impossible. It's not something we know. We get to experience it right now. Thank you, God. I just saw the word better job. I saw a better job. I also just saw, if anybody's here, I don't know. I saw pain. There's a pain right here, kind of in the upper part of your back, lower neck, right there. Who is that? Anybody? Lower, lower, the upper part of your neck. Is that you? Thank you, Jesus. Is that you? Oh, that's Rachel. Awesome. I also saw this right here. I saw pain. Not in the front of your knee, but in the back of your knee right here. Specifically, maybe a left knee. Is it your left knee? Yeah. Left knee right there. I also saw, I see a, a right ear. Anybody have a partial hearing loss in your right ear? Is that anybody? Is that you, Sarah? Is that you in your right ear? Okay, if, that, if, if anybody that raised your hand that's around you, just put your hand on them. Begin to pray for them. Just begin to declare the healing power of Jesus Christ begin to declare the healing power of Jesus Christ. Also, I, I see, also saw a situation at home. There's a situation at home in your family's life that is, I actually just saw the word, it's in, it's in Desiree. It's in Desiree. For some reason, I see that word. Uh, is that a word? I don't even know if that's a word. I just saw the word, it's in Desiree. It's just not, it's not good. And I just saw just impossibilities in your family's life, in your family's home, just bending the knee at the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, right now that you're not the God of chaos, you're the God of order. I declare, I declare, man, just healing inside of the home. I declare order inside of the home right now in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your healing power. Listen, it, hey, listen, y'all. Let me explain something to you. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. Jesus is the healer. Jesus touch. Jesus heal. And the Holy Spirit will come right now. It doesn't take much. All it takes is Him, and He's in the room. He's in the room. Thank you right now for healing power. 